welcome everyone to another episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast, where we review streaming service films with our unqualified opinions. I'm your host, Jason, with my co-host and father, Marvin. How's everybody doing? Uh, this week, we are going to review the movie Boss Level, starring Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. You ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first off, we, we go over some news every week, and so we're going to cover a few things right off the rip here. So if you want to skip ahead, do that. Uh, you had a record, a world record you want to talk about today. Oh, well, some gentleman in Florida, yep. he set the record for viewing Avengers or Marvel's Endgame 191 times at the theater. That's crazy. That is crazy. It, like in theater. So 119 yeah, in times. Let's just say it, it costs $10 a ticket. 191, 191 times. times. Let's say it costs... Uh, ten dollars a ticket you're talking nineteen hundred dollars just to go see the same movie over yeah. and over and over again i remember something like this a while ago um for a guy watching captain marvel here it is i found it in april of 2019 it was reported that steve rupel uh 116 times he watched captain marvel in theaters so he's apparently a huge Brie Larson fan or something. Uh, but <laughs> according to Cinema Bland, he only had to watch the movie 104 times to break the current record. And he kept watching it after that. Well, he wanted to put his stamp on it, I guess. Who, who determines who has these records? Like how many people own this ticket stubs? Because couldn't you? Well, Guinness Book, when they certify things. They go above and beyond. They have to actually. Yeah, yeah. they. They get involved. When somebody says that they're going to attempt a record, they usually have a representative. So I wonder if they went through like his bank statements and then his ticket stubs matched up the dates or something. Possibly. That's crazy. Remember the days we used to keep all your ticket stubs? Yeah. Well, I guess. When they were were actual ticket stubs. I guess now. So like Regal or, or, you know. Cinema chain here. Like, if you have the app, all that stuff is kept on the app. So, I guess if you bought it through the app, it would just always be there. True. So, that'd be easy to go and verify. But my thing is imagine being that theater employee. Just you see the same guy come in every day. But did he really watch it or were his eyes closed? I'm just saying. He must have loved it 191 times. I mean, I I love the movie a lot, but I'm not watching it 191 times. That's like 600 hours. Of watch time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because it's a three-hour movie, right? That's crazy. 600 hours. You could get a pilot's license (laughs) in those kind of hours, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I guess he's a... He could definitely be a recreational critic for that. Yeah, that is the most... He wouldn't be recreational. He would just know the film. Uh, Yeah. That is more time than it takes to become a cop dedicated (laughs) to just one movie. Wow. The things you learn. Yeah. I wonder what you could have got done with your life if you would have just did anything else. Well, if you were given a choice, yep. what would you do? Like, what movie would you watch? I'm not going to say you would times? watch it. I'm, not, I'm saying if there's a movie that you could watch over and over again, yeah. what movie would it be? <sighs> that is a good, that's a good question. I would think Dark Knight or Interstellar. I still haven't seen it. You haven't uh, I think we talked about this I already. To see it. I know. I still need to see it. I feel like you're doing an April Fool's joke on me. The <laughs> long con. No one would record today. Today being April Fool's Day, of course. Yeah. You pull any pranks today? Actually, no. It's sort of disappointing. Yeah. 
You know, our household normally we, there's quite a few that are done, but none. Wow, disappointing. I know. Really ruined the holiday. But I've had some crazy ones in my day, so it makes up right. for it. Uh, we both found this bit of news. Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Doctor Fate for the Black Adam movie. Doctor Fate being the essentially Doctor Strange of the DC universe, but mm. he's more in the shadows kind of thing. He kind of this guy. He pops in and goes, "You're gonna fuck things up if you do this." And then people do it anyway. And he goes, "I, I, I told, I told you, you, you fuck, well, you fuck this up." Doctor Fate in the DC universe is actually. Dr. Fate and, and the Spectre are two of the most powerful beings right. in the yeah. DC universe. So, I mean. He's more like uh, celestial and like um, omnipresent mm-hmm. kind of being. But he really. Whoever helms that helmet. Yeah. yeah. He more. He only shows up wherever he feels like he needs to inter- intervene himself. And he's one of those characters. He's so powerful in the comics. They can't write him into everything. Otherwise, yeah. he would just solve all the yeah. problems if he's involved then you know it's some big stuff going down yeah but he's also one of those guys where he always has a bullshit excuse for leaving the fight mm. he'll show up he'll start the engagement and then he'll be like all right they need me back on wherever his home world is and then he'll just fucking bounce it's not even like a home world it's like a magical dimension. plane or dimension yeah. yeah uh wasn't there a dc versus marvel comic book where he was also professor x uh or Professor remember. X put on his helmet, and so then he became Dr. Fate. Some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, it was weird. But I'm excited to see how that goes. Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. finally putting himself out into these big superhero films. Everybody is now. He might as well. Uh, that's why I'm ready to really stay relevant as an actor. Mm-hmm. But do you think he's going to be in the helmet, or is he going to be like the kind of guy that takes off the helmet during his I scenes? hope he leaves it on. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like he's that big name, though, that you need to take his helmet off. So that people know, like, oh my God, that's Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering how they would do that. Uh, DC has canceled two upcoming movies, right? Yeah. So those two being New Gods and The Trench. Mm-hmm. I think last week we actually talked about the New Gods quite a bit because they play a big part in Dark Side and stuff like that. So yeah, huge part. There, there are people that exist on New Genesis. New Genesis, which is a Sister planet of dark of the apocalypse, right? But they're Jupiter, right? It's one of the sons of Jupiter. Well, I don't know, like the location, but I just know that it's the yeah you, opposite. You got Dark Side Apocalypse, and you got New Genesis. And New Genesis is pretty much the the people that are favorable, right? So people without disease or like, uh, not disease, uh, deformities, yeah, deformities, and then you got normal royalty. It's essentially the Bible. You have, <laughs> you know, you got your good versus evil thing, and then Genesis and Apocalypse is very obvious, pa- obvious parallels to the Bible. Yeah. Uh, good characters, though. Big characters. And then their other movie being The Trench, which is just an Aquaman spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some digging into that today before, before we started talking about it. The Trench are just former Atlanteans who, you know, once Atlantis submerged into the sea, they kind of went crazy and stuff and like hid themselves in the dark and became creatures more than people mm-hmm. so and that's actually they're the ones where Aquaman had to go to get his yeah. mom's armor I mean to, to get the armor and trident. to get the, tri- the, the trident that he needed for the end of the movie right and they had those weird creature characters trying to kill him 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actually pretty new characters in the comics, so they started in the New 52 run uh, and Aquaman number one. So there were, there were some of his first villains when he, when DC Universe kind of restarted their universe on comics because comic books are kind of silly and every couple of years they got to restart things because then they get out of hand. Too much time travel, too much interdimensional stuff. Too, or a character that people don't like. Yeah, or, or they, they kill Superman and they replace him with a new Superman or Batman mm-hmm. gets replaced by his son or something and they're like, mm-hmm. all right. Well, you got to bring Flash back after all of those years. Yeah. So you go through so many iterations of things and you're like, all right, time to start over because things got wonky Mm -hmm. and people just like the old stuff. And so then they bring it back and they start over with the same old story. They get wonky again and they start over. Well, now I will tell you when that restarted, I did like how they did Wonder Woman. They totally changed her origin story for the better. The new 52, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She went and more. That, that was for the. She better. went more Amazonian and more warrior Xena well, level. Instead of being molded from clay, yes, she actually became the daughter of Zeus. Right. So, you, you mean that aspect of her origin? I meant more of her character. Her character well, no, changed. And, and she was more of a bloodthirsty mm-hmm. warrior. Um, warrior. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think she was more naive too. I think when Wonder Woman, Golden Age and Silver Age Wonder Woman, she just always kind of knew what was going on. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She was very versed in the world, unlike the new Fifty Two Wonder Woman, who's like, "What the fuck is ice cream?" Yeah. So, um, yeah, comic books—they're weird. And then I guess the last bit of comic book news, which so far this has all been comic book news. Uh, Suicide Squad's new trailer. Have you seen it? No, I, I've heard it was pretty it's, good. It looks though. pretty good. So it looks pretty fun so far. I've been tricked on movie trailers before. I could be tricked again, yeah. but who knows? I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. John Cena looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the, um, another good trailer, um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, I saw that a couple of weeks ago. It seemed pretty good. I think that's going to be a movie we probably talk about here in the next few mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, yeah. We got a few things to go over. So movies are coming back, which is great timing, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. When, we, when I started this podcast, nothing was coming out. Yeah. That was right when coronavirus hit. Nothing was happening. Oh, they canceled everything. Yeah, and I was like, well, I've started a movie podcast when there's no new movies. Mm-hmm. An opportune time to do this. So I think the last Thanks major COVID. one that came out was The Invisible. Invisible Man or maybe Bloodsport. I think Bloodsport came out the week COVID happened. Uh, what? Blood, bloodshot. Bloodshot. Bloodsport yeah. is a comic book character. Yeah. Bloodsport. Bloodshot is a Vin Diesel movie. Well, it's a comic book character. But different comic book character than Bloodsport. Who I think Bloodsport's in Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh. I think... I don't even know. Yeah, I think Suicide Squad... When you said Bloodsport, I thought of Jean-Claude Van Damme's movie. Maybe that is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, No, Bloodsport is a character in the comic books. He's yeah. being played by Idris Elba in Suicide Squad, too. Mm. So he's an Aryan... What? He's affiliated with the Aryan Brotherhood. Oh, the same... Uh, the same people that uh, what's his name? Who's the Batman replacement? Asriel. Asriel. Yes. Jean Paul Valley. Yes. John Claude Van Damme. Jean Paul Valley. Uh, it all. There you it go. It all comes together. Uh, uh, you're saving. You're saving yourself. Yes. Okay. See, so, yeah, this is this is the stuff, man. It's all it's all in here somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, put the whatever. put the pieces together. 
Uh, my last bit of news is Netflix buys the Knives Out sequels for $450 million. Ryan Johnson to reprise his role as director and Daniel Craig to come back as Detective Leghorn Foghorn. I still haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Uh, uh, you told me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good for the most part. I think we kind of ripped into it a little bit here on the on the podcast, me and James did. But for the most part, it's pretty good for for a clue-based movie. Also, Daniel Craig's a lot of fun. I like him a lot. I just, I've just i been trying to get Naomi to watch Casino Royale with me. She doesn't want to watch the James Bond movies. But that movie's solid. That is a solid James Bond movie. Well, you know I love all the James Bonds, yeah. so yeah. we don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to go too far into that. You got any other news, though, before we get started on our movie this week? Um, good movies. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, you just mentioned about how the movies are restarting. Yep. Part of it is because of the uh, the large number of vaccinations that are happening, yeah. um, which is good. But one good thing that I did hear on the news was that the nursing homes, mm-hmm. that the... Um, the number of cases has decreased by 90 percent yeah that's good that's really darn good yeah uh i think right now we're sitting at about 16 percent of the country has been fully vaccinated and then a study was done i'm i'm probably the wrong person to talk on this kind of stuff i don't remember who did the study but uh if you got the moderna or Pfizer vaccine one dose is 80 percent effective against uh vaccine worse you know two doses is 95 percent effective well they did say that the numbers that the president had uh forecasted yeah. he had wanted like a certain amount by may mm-hmm. it looks like we're well on pace for that so right now we're at 150 people have their first dose about half the country has got 150 thousand 150 million million okay. 150 million have received did i say thousand no, i just said 150 150. okay 150 people have re- 150 million people have received their first dose. That's darn good. Yes. And then you told me that you heard that 80% of the people, like even if you have the one dose, that it's supposed to be 80%, 80% effective? Yes. That's good. Sorry, no. Doses given, 150 million doses have been given. That's including the first dose and the second dose. That's good. We're sitting about 2.5 million a day. And then as far as fully vaccinated people go, we're at 54.5 million people. Okay. Okay. So, we have about 330 million, I believe, in the country, including children and those who can't receive vaccines. So, we're well on our way. By July, Black when uh, Black Widow comes. Maybe. Out. Uh, I do know Columbia. I read a thing today, and you know you can't know what to trust whenever you read things. Did you read things like we won't reach herd immunity by next year or whatever? Or so this one scientists at columbia university said that at the rate we're going we should reach herd immunity by late spring okay because herd immunity isn't just people who get vaccinated it's also people who have had the disease and they get built up their antibodies yes. in their body so or natural antibodies so we may be yeah. looking at maybe by summertime which is mm-hmm. june is june when summer starts yes yeah, i'm very like confused that. here in kansas they start summer in may for children but where i grew up Summer didn't start to June when uh, actual summer started. Yeah, but it doesn't get as hot there either. No, it doesn't. It gets yeah. burning hot down here. I mean, we've already had 80-degree days, mm. and then we go back down to 50 or 30. Mm. This place can't pick. Yeah, back in Rhode Island, like, we've been there in June, mm-hmm. and the high was only low 80s. Yeah. 
compared oh, to the same June. time period. We're in the nineties here. June, if it's in the eighties, that's a cool that's a cool mm-hmm. summer day. That's a nice mm-hmm. day out, but it gets pretty hot here. Uh Naomi got a sunburn two weeks ago. Yeah. We're, when it when it was eight. Isn't that weird? March is usually still winter for us. And she's over here getting sunburns. Well, at the we did have a little bit of snow at the beginning of March. That's true. That's true. Kansas is can't can't pick a lane. Mm-hmm. Just can't do it. But anyway, I don't think people want to hear us talk about Kansas for too long because they probably don't um, give a shit. Most of our U.S. Uh, listeners are from California. Okay. It's kind of weird. thought they'd be from Kansas, but no, California. But you want to get started on Boss Level? Let's do it. All right. So Boss Level starring Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. So I got on this movie because Naomi watched it at some point. And for about a week, two weeks, she'd been like, hey, watch this movie. Hey, watch this movie. Hey, watch this movie. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Then I drive to Joplin. She's like, you better watch this movie if I'm driving. I'm like, ugh. All right. So in the car ride, I watched it. And so budget off the the top here, though, is a $45 million movie. Uh, I believe it only got bought on Hulu. So I don't know. I don't think it's a Hulu original. I think it's just that's where it aired. I don't know how much money it made from that. Well, it said it was a Hulu original. Is it a Hulu original? Yeah, yeah that's what it It, it, it advertised itself it as. Yeah. So, okay. And it stars Frank Grillo, who plays uh, former special. Oh, that, that was loud. I'm sorry. Sometimes when you open INDB, a little ad pops up. So, anyway, it stars a former Special Forces Marine. For, special Forces dude. I don't know Marine or not. Who gets stuck in a time loop? It's Delta Force. Delta Force. That's what it was. Yes, he was Delta Force, which is Army. Yeah. And uh, he gets trapped in a time loop. Mm-hmm. So every time he dies, it restarts at 9 or 7 in the morning or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, movie opens up where he kind of explains to you what's going on. And I can tell you right now, I didn't like that. So it opens up with people trying to kill him. So he's... Yeah, he lives it day by day, but he's getting hunted down. He doesn't know why he's yes. getting hunted down. And it's pretty interesting. The very first scene, you're he's waking up, and there's a guy trying to chop his head yeah. off. And but he already knows what's going to happen. Yes, and he says that it happens every day. Mm-hmm. And he keeps reliving this, and he doesn't understand yeah. why. I think there's more interesting movies to this. So, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen that one Tom Cruise movie? Yes, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that has the same concept, but they lead you into the concept. They show mm-hmm. you like how he got from point A to where point B is and then all the way up to point C, you know, the conclusion. This one is just you're at point B. And then as you're going to point C, he's learning you're you're figuring out point A from flashbacks and way too much narration or or interaction like a because he'll change up how he does one thing. And then he'll learn. And then he'll find out something about point A. Right. Yeah. So I think he's good in this. Like, Frank Grillo yes. 1 is jacked and just ripped. And oh, yeah. He looks insane. He looks the part. And, you know, as a Marine Delta Force member, um, he, he, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. And for the people that don't know who he is, He's the person that played Crossbones in the uh, Marvel Civil Marvel universe. Yeah. So in Civil War and Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. no, that's a new TV show. And Endgame and Winter Soldier. I was right. Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I got half. Yeah. Tell you the, the the lines are there. I just got to connect all the dots. 
Yeah, you're just tired. I don't think so. Has, hasn't been that long of a day. You woke me up, actually, today at 10 a.m. Yeah. I didn't answer your phone call, though. I, yeah. I looked at you calling, and I was like, if he's dying, he'll call me again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, No, but, you know, but he, he actually was very good in this. Um, he was believable in the role. Yeah. And I think that's too easy, though. Every movie where there's always, like, a badass or something, it's always, well, yeah, because he's special forces. That's too easy of a character. Because I just want to make a movie about a protagonist who can kind of get through all this craziness. Mm-hmm. And they always have to write in, like, how he got through his craziness. And that's because he's special forces. I think, because the way they open up the movie, like I said, he's already in point B. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been through point B a hundred and something times by this point. Yeah. And he tells you that. He's like, I've been doing this a hundred times. That's how I know this guy's going to do this or this is going to happen or whatever. Or he's going to say this. Yeah. I think he didn't have to be a special forces guy at all. I think he could have been your average run of the mill dude, right? Maybe he works out. Maybe he's a bodybuilder, right? Because not all bodybuilders even know how to fight. Most bodybuilders only know how to lift weights. You put them in a fight, they get crushed. Mm -hmm. And then he learns how to fight through every single attempt. Because they already go through that in this movie. There's a point where he needs to learn how to sword fight because there's a real funny character. I don't remember her name. It's the most stereotypical Asian name you can think of. And she'll show up and chop his head off or something. And then she'll announce who she is. Uh, you know, and this the same line. I'm Yao Ming or whatever, and I did this. And so, uh, he needs to learn how to sword fight to attack this woman and get on top. So he finds someone during all his flashbacks, all his reruns, who's a master sword artist and has her teach him, and he dies. And come. same thing from Edge of Tomorrow. He just finds his Emily Blunt and has him, her train him, just over and over and over again. Yeah, they could have just done that been they don't have to explain that he's a badass because he's special forces they could explain he's a badass because he but did this 72 that, times so now he knows how but, to fight but i do th- i like the fact that he's special forces because for some things he was able to accelerate how fast things went because he knew how to use a weapon mm-hmm. or you know those different types of things i i think it's better yeah. for me for this movie i like him being a Delta Force yeah. member. Where do you think in Delta Force school they teach you how to take out your teeth? Well, <laughs> shoot, that would be anybody. Yeah. Just take some pliers like would he you did do it? and just pull them out. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. There's one point he realized. But if I but but yeah. if I knew that I could rewind time, I probably wouldn't care. You're a good point. He gets stabbed and shot a lot, and so he, I wonder if you even feel that pain anymore or how that well, works. Well, he said, he's, he talked about the difference between getting shot was he says swords hurt? Yeah, <laughs> sword, especially when they come out. Right, he's like, so he realizes they're tracking him through his teeth. They put a tracker in his teeth the day before all this happened, uh, because they paid off the dentist to, mm-hmm. I guess, bring him in, put a tracker in his tooth, and then sleep with him. Mm-hmm. I was very confused by why she slept with him afterwards. Well, she probably was just a slutty girl. Yeah, she probably just went like, oh, whatever. I, I, I'm game. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's a attractive good looking dude. guy. I mean, yeah. Uh, you find out he has a girlfriend or an ex-wife that he really loves. And then she mm-hmm. has a son who you very quickly find out in the first two minutes is his son. But he doesn't want this boy to know he's his dad. But he's, It's not him that doesn't. It's her. Right. She doesn't want him 
the son knowing who his father is. But he's really involved in the boy's life. Like, you know, he's been around forever. The guy knows him by name. The kid knows him Mm -hmm. by name. I'm just really weirded out by that. Like, Mm -hmm. what kind of piece of shit mom do you got to be to not let the dad be in the picture if he wants to be? Yeah. Uh, But so he learns things as he goes along. And essentially what it is is the people developing the time loop technology didn't want him to get close to it because his ex-wife was trying to bring down the system, right? Bring down yeah, the his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Bring down the system and so the company was like we can't let him get involved cuz he'll help her bring down the system, so we need to kill him. It was called, it was called the Osiris Spindle. Uh, Spindle. Yeah, and essentially what it was, it yeah. just harkened back to old Egyptian mythology and time travel. Mm-hmm. So and um during one of the flashbacks, he find he realizes that she gave him the clues that he needed. Yeah. Um, she gave him a book that said Osiris yep. and Isis and Osiris, mm-hmm. and it had some Isis being on. the Egyptian goddess, not uh-huh. Isis being the yes jihadist. This is all Egyptian <laughs> mythology <laughs> names. Just want to make sure everyone gets it. Yes, and pretty much talking about Osiris, uh, Isis protected mm-hmm. Osiris, you know through. His, his body. They cut up his body and put it something, something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can go all day into that, I guess, if we want to, but there's really no point to. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But anyway, so he figured it out mm-hmm. that she she wanted him to be the per his her um Osiris to come back and fix things. Yes. And you find out through a flashback she had pulled his hair like she was adjusting his hair, but she really. Uh, cut out some hair, yep. took some of his DNA, which she put used into the spindle. To set this, yeah, yeah. They didn't think the spindle worked, but she put him into the spindle, and therefore it worked. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, he can come back. I have a theory about that. Do you think they? So they obviously yeah. tested it, right? How mm-hmm. to put people in the spindle? Do you think it still worked for all those other people? They just haven't died yet. So now, when they know. die, they restart. Who knows? But then again, he's destroyed the system, right? Spoiler mm. alert. You know, good guys win. But, uh, so he gets through the days. Again, tracked down by murderers. He figures out it's his teeth. He pulls out his tooth seven times or whatever to find the right tooth. <laughs> and then he, they start, stop tracking him. He kills all of them. Bounty hunters. Then he goes after the big boss in charge. Who is? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's character, who's a, a former colonel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who his motivation is kind of stupid. He's just a former colonel who's seen a lot of bad things in the past. So he thought, if I can reverse time, I can control order, you know, and take over the take world. over the world and make everything peaceful. And it's just the Thanos approach to yeah. everything. It's it's too generic from his point of view. The Jedi are evil. Yeah. Uh God, you know, not even well, a chuckle to my joke. I thought that was a pretty good one. It's whatever, but, but you know, j- but without jumping though, I do want to like talk about like how the tone of this movie yep. was. Um, in this movie, there was like that little the humor mm-hmm. of all of the different death scenes, yes. the different ways that he died, the different ways that he killed the, his adversaries. Yep. Um, it was it was pretty good and enjoyable. Like the one scene when he found out that he had been getting shot by Hitler's gun. Yeah. He's like, I what mean, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, 
you know, he got the revenge. Oh yeah, because you find out, Jewish you find out the people. woman who'd been mm-hmm. killing him with that gun. He thought her name was Pam. He just gave her a name. He just made up a name because he didn't know what her real name was. Right. When he finally kills her, she's like, "Well, that's Hitler's gun. I bought it at an auction." Yeah, but the initials were A A A H. Yeah, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, she's an anti-Semite." Yeah. And he said, "This is for all the Jews." And then he just shoots her. Uh, did you notice who were some of the killers? So Rashad Evans is the black guy. So, uh, yeah. uh, Rampage Jackson. One of- He's one of them. Um, uh, Rob Gronkowski is the helicopter gunner. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. Gronk. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even realize. And that. then Will Sasso is the bodyguard to Mel Gibson. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. Smiley, I but, think was his name or something like that. But did you catch a couple of things? Like, Mel Gibson's been famous for his anti-Semitism. Yep. And they had, like, some scenes in mm-hmm. here that... Sprinkled in about anti-Semitism. And, and some of his little issues that he's had. Yeah. But... Uh, this movie is kind of funny at some parts. I like it to a bit. Uh, but it's also just a run-by-the-numbers time loop movie. Yeah. That I think has been done better in other f- ways. I but think it would have been better. But this one was more light hearted. Yeah. And the way that the story was told, mm-hmm. though, I think wasn't as serious. I think if they were going for a better storytelling, it would have been point A to C, not B to A to C or whatever. Or B to C and then A sprinkled in there. Mm-hmm. So that he claims he doesn't know what the hell is going on. But the entire time, uh, the entire time. You're like, how can he not know? The day before was when he went to a super secret military installation, mm-hmm. working on some weird stuff, and his ex-wife pulled his hair and his DNA, and then he wakes up the very next day, and things are just different. But would you really think that? Come on. If you ever get like a phone call, for, or you get your wife calls you from the other room, like mad, mm-hmm. on your way upstairs, right? I know where you're at most of the time. Your way upstairs, you're thinking to yourself. What did I do? What did I do in the last, you know, week that we getting in trouble? Same thing goes on at work. You know, something's out of the norm. You know, you're getting called to the, you know, the boss's office. You're like, yeah, but in this case, he's just waking up. With waking up to, to chop, that's just one person off. trying to chop him up. A helicopter gunner, two bounty hunters at the bottom, a chick with a sword, a guy that shoots harpoons, a midget. Two ladies in a minivan. Two ladies in a minivan. A little dwarf. A dwarf who has bombs. And then the two black guys, and then a guy that looks just like him. Yeah. You know, uh, Roy point two or what part two mm-hmm. or whatever. He's version two. What? Like, yeah, but, yeah, but honestly, you, who would think that? <laughs> after I mean, after yeah. forty times again, kid, I start thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? Because and it, it, it makes but like, the but like he said though, like after the time loop was going on, that first day, the day before, seemed so far away. True. So it's harder yeah. to remember it. Yeah. So it seems. He can, I don't know if things start over immediately or if they take time to start over. Because it seems that he has conscious thought in between each playthrough, right? Because you hear. Yeah, because he can remember. Yeah, you hear his narration and he can remember from events after he died. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just bad storytelling. That was like a plot hole or whatever. But, you know, people will kill him. And have a conversation, and he will hear that conversation. Yeah. So maybe you hear things when you die. Maybe that's what the movie's trying to say. Or maybe he has to relive, like, f- five hours of time before he comes back to life. 
maybe just with but thoughts. But if in you his think head. about it, when it was all said and done, he had done two hundred, like two hundred attempts. Plus, yeah, I mean that's almost a year's worth of days. Yeah, uh, six months is what he ended up saying. He said, yeah. "I've been a lot. I have been living this day for six months." Yeah. So Groundhog Day, essentially, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at one point he decides he's gonna have a relationship with his son, so he spends like forty days just hanging out with his son yeah. until he dies. He learned everything he could about his son. Yeah, because he didn't really have a good relationship to where he knew everything. He was more like Uncle Roy. Yeah, yeah, but Daddy Roy. then he became more like a dad. Right. Uh, so he spends like these forty days of his son. Then when he finally kills the bad guy, he finds out that. My son has died. They they were killing his son too. On top of that, as leverage, they were killing his son every single time that he did yes. this. And that's what made him stop being lazy with the situation because yeah. he didn't want his son. To oh die yeah, anymore. for like twenty attempts or so, he said, "What's the point? They always find me and kill me because you know he had a tracker in his mouth." Mm-hmm. So then he said, "Well, I'm just gonna go drink until they find me and kill me again." And so that's what he did. He just hung out there until he died. Then when he found out his son was dying, he was like, well, fuck these guys. I'm going to take it to them now. So mm-hmm. that's pretty neat. He had good motivations and good convictions of why he did what he did. Uh, and then ultimately he found out through through things that his ex-wife, his, his ex-girlfriend was, was still alive. For like 20 minutes. In that morning, as soon as he woke up, he found out that she was still awake. So he had, from the moment he woke up, he had 20 minutes, I think. Maybe it was like 12 minutes. I can't remember. To essentially save her. And he does. Uh, But then he finds out that when he saves her, he has to go into the spindle to stop it. Because essentially what happens was if the spindle goes on for too long, you die. Or the world blows up and then you start over. So, he could live the whole day with his son, and then the world blows up. He could spend the whole day trying to stop the guy, but, like, after eight hours or something, the world blows up. So, it's either he died, or the world blows up, then he starts over. Uh, She told him, you can stop all this, but if you do, you'll start the day over again. But this time, if you die, you don't come back. And, well, that's how the movie ends. He wakes up on his final attempt. So. What do you think happened? Yeah. You think he made it through? I want to hope that he did, <laughs> you know. Because there are times that he would just mess up and then just yeah. die. Yeah, by accident, he'd forget yeah. that this car was going to come and slam into him. Right. Or he misjumped, misjudged the jump right. or something. So he has a tracker in his tooth, right? So did he take it out on the trip there? Otherwise, they would have all the, just met him back at the compound. In the helicopter. Yeah. Or did he, I guess he had to make sure he did it just right. I would want a few more playthroughs. Because the, the time that he makes it through to save his wife, who's played by Naomi Watts, when he makes it there to save his wife, uh, that was his first time trying. Like the 12-minute the or 20-minute, whatever time limit that was. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to kill myself real quick. I'm going to play through this five or six times to know I really got it. I know every step of the plan before this might be the last plan. Yeah. Because then what's the point? Even then, he doesn't even know that saving his wife saves his son. 
Yeah. He has no clue. Saving his wife could still kill him, kill his son. Mm-hmm. He hasn't figured that part out. Because, yeah, the killers aren't looking for him anymore, but now they're looking for his son because he didn't kill the killers. How does it go down? Well, well but he took out all the killers. And one of the playthroughs, not in the one that he saved his wife. Well, as soon as they came off the elevator, he had the Gatling gun and took everybody out. That was in the one where he thought he saved the day and then he found out his son died. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because that's when he was like, I finally have the plan. He did all this stuff, right? Then he kills Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson's like, but did you save your boy Jake or whatever his name was? That's right. And Jake was dead. That's the the part where you're with the whole tooth part. Like that was crucial. Tracker. Yeah. Like, they're if they're all tracking, tracking him with that tooth, even though he killed Mel Gibson, they're still going to kill him. Yeah. Because, yeah, on this attempt is what they call this. When he got there and saved Naomi Watts' character, he just jumped out of his apartment onto the helicopter, killed the gunner, who's Rob Gronkowski, took over the helicopter, flew it to the military compound, landed, ran into the building, killed Will Sasso. And then killed Mel Gibson. Boom, save the day. He gets in the spindle, stops it, and starts over. He doesn't find out whether, one, the bounty hunters are still tracking him. Two, whether they're tracking his son. Or what's going to be the repercussions from all this. Just because the boss dies doesn't mean they stop. Well, or maybe they're just going to head straight to his apartment, thinking he's still asleep. I mean, I don't don't know. He has a tracker, though. They would have saw him beat Bop away somewhere else. Yeah, that's crazy. So what happens? And where do they find all these killers overnight? Do they just have these strange killers? Anti-Semites? Katana-wielding samurai or whatever? She, ninja? A Roy lookalike? Like, do they have these guys just sitting yeah. around waiting to kill these people? These characters straight out of G.I. Joe or something. Right, like Cobra Kai or Cobra Commando over here. Yeah, yeah. Each, each character had their own theme. Yeah. I'm uh, going to move your mic a little bit closer to your mouth there. Yeah, they had, like, the, the hillbilly. Right. Oh, yeah, the hillbilly with the, uh, he had the truck that looked like the big dog from Dumb and Dumber. Like, it looked like it was covered in fur like mm-hmm. that, and he shot a harpoon. So, they all had little themes. Right. The, the Asian lady with the katana. The, oh, the midget, of course, guess what? He was Irish. He just had to be a leprechaun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is all about stereotypes, too, by the way, so. But it was a lighthearted tone, though. So. Oh yes, uh, with the little uh, and it was def it was rated mature, or rated R. It said TV mature, I guess. Mature, mature, mature. Yeah, whatever. mature, whatever. Mature. Same different. People know what I'm mature. talking. Mature. I don't think people were. Will I think they're gonna be all mature? <laughs> mature. mature. Okay. Thank you. Uh, but no, yeah, it's a lighthearted movie. It has some plot holes in it, but ultimately, Frank Grillo's good in this. And Mel Gibson is all right, I guess. I think I more just like the hijinks Frank Grillo got himself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever that black guy was in the bar, the IT specialist, uh, Dave was his character's name, Sean McKinney. He was pretty funny. And yeah. the IT specialist. Yeah. So his his whole stick is that he's always at the bar wherever Roy goes to get drinks just to like wait for his death. This guy is the kind of guy who always brings his job into everything he talks about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew a guy like that uh, in college. This dude, every time um, anything got brought up, anytime anything got brought up, he always equated it to his job as a PetSmart employee. 
or manager or something like that. Like, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares that you worked yeah. at a PetSmart. Uh, but that's what this guy was. And so eventually he keeps talking about IT, IT, cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And when he realizes he's being tracked, he's thinking it's like in his butthole. He's thinking it's like in his, you know, yeah. his yeah. arm somewhere. Uh, the guy's like, nah, if you're being tracked, it'd be in your teeth. Nobody would be able to find that. And so, yep, he finds out it's in his teeth. So he pulls out all his teeth until he, <laughs> he finds out which one it is. But, yep. I think I think the hijinks they get in are pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, another big name in this movie, Ken Jong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the, Bartender. once again, back to stereotypes, he's an Asian restaurant owner or whatever. Or his bartender. Something like that. Also, yeah. I'm confused what city this is in because, like, everything's underneath the ground. The, the, ga- the video that. game tournament place is underground, and so was the bar. So I, I want to know, know where you can go underground and, like, go to restaurants. That seems pretty fucking cool. Atlanta? Maybe they were in Atlanta. It's actually, I'm pretty sure that it was in Atlanta. And, and I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta because I've been to the underground in Atlanta before. Is it pretty cool like that? Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where it's located at. Usually they tell you this kind of stuff. Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. You were right. Yeah. Filming location, Atlanta, Georgia. I won. That was it. Georgia. They went to a few different places in Georgia. So, cool stuff. Yeah. But that's all I were going to say about this movie. I think I said quite a bit about it already. Yeah. It, um, I'm actually going to give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah. yeah and I, I think I, it's I a pretty solid movie. For the comedy purpose of it, but as far as storytelling, you know, time travel stuff, better there stuff were like been told in other some, movies. And there were like some minor plot holes, but overall, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't have been mad if I would have went to the theaters and paid for this. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was, I think Frank Grillo deserves to be in more movies. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I think he will be after this. I'm gonna try and bring up his page. He's been in a few things. I know he was in the Purge movies. But this is like his first like headliner. Though. I think the Purge was. I think he was. Oh yeah, I forgot he was. I think that. he was the main star in the Purge movies. Uh, he was in the Gray. Oh, duh! He was in the Warrior, the fighting movie with Tom Hardy. He was the brother. Uh-huh. The no, he no, wasn't. not not the brother brother, not that one. He was just one of the other guys the in the trainer. Trainer. Yeah, trainer. He was the trainer for the brother. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's been in stuff. But he hasn't headlined. No, not anything. not very much. Other than the purge. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Going through his IMDb page. Right. Yeah, but he's a good he's a good dude. I think he's a pretty good actor. I hope he gets put in more stuff. Definitely. Oh, he was also and in he, was he was in Minority Report as well. Yeah, he's a he's jacked. Yes. If he did that for this movie, or if, or if he's always that way, good for him. Mm-hmm. That guy looked incredible. He has a lot of movies coming up, uh, two of which I've heard of. So he's in post-production right now is the What If TV series by Marvel. And then The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Mm. That I believe that comes out later this year. That's a, it, does. it does. Yeah, he's going to be in that. He's going to be, doesn't look like he's one of the main cast. Well, they put him on top of the cast above Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. So he might be the bad guy. Might be. Oh, I didn't know it was a sequel. They had another movie like this? Yeah, The Hitman's Bodyguard. And this is The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah, there you go. With Sama Hayek. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, uh, I'll just watch it just for her. <laughs> Are you all right? It's f- fucking salivating at the mouth over here. Mm, I love that lady. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> Not as much as my wife, though. Oh, of course, saying. of course. Your mom. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. I just have to let that be known. Yep, yep. If Naomi hears this, she's going to... Uh, mom listens to this. Uh, but if Naomi hears this, she's going to rat you out. She's a she's a dirty rat sometimes. Oh, no. Shoot. Your mom knows that I have a have a fan crush on Salma Hyde. Right. So, all right. What did you get this movie? Your score? Seven. You gave another seven as well? Mm-hmm. All right. I think we're on the same page then. Uh, what have you been watching this week? This week? Um, well, last night I watched... Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. How was it? Oh, wait. Don't. We're, we're not going to. I'm not going to tell next you. week's episode. Yes. So. Um, Tune in next week for that, everyone. And then, um, of course, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Okay. You watched episode two then, right? You watched yeah. episode two? Yes. Was it also dark on your TV? At times. I thought the show was, the episode was overly dark. It was hard to see some things. Mm. I don't, I don't know if it was like that. It was for me. I, I'm liking the show so far. Mm-hmm. Uh spoilers, but Baron Zemo's showing up in the next episode. You kind of saw his face mm-hmm. a little bit in this one. Uh we knew Baron Zemo was going to be in it. That was reported already. So Dave Grohl was coming back. I'm interested to see how they do this. Uh but I always knew they were going to go this route of there's more super soldiers cuz I've read Captain America comics for a long time now. And mm-hmm. what's his number one thing? Super soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the only one. Well, then it was Red Skull. Well, then there's Bucky. And then there's this other group of super soldiers. And then there's more super soldiers over here. And then you find out Nick Fury was one. Yeah. I mean. You find out everyone has been a super soldier yeah. at one point. Black, or Black Widow. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, comic books get out of hand sometimes. And they got to start everything over. And that's one of those. They rewrite in too many super soldiers. To where it gets boring. Abomination yeah. was a super soldier before he became Abomination. Yeah. So well, that's because they went the ultimate yeah. route because they were trying to say the Hulk was created by super soldier serum. Gamma and the super soldier serum. Yeah. yeah, so it's just one of those silly things to where everyone be at one point. Mm-hmm. Oprah's is handing out super soldier serums to everyone, yeah. and that's how this show's going so far. Yeah. Um, no, but besides that, I haven't really watched a lot um but you know your mom's birthday was the 29th uh-huh and from, way to put all her information out there she grew up on what street what's her mother's maiden name shut up last four of her, her social well, her birthday was on the 29th yeah. and what i did was i bought her a gift and a card mm-hmm. every single day and that was like oh yeah you did tell me about this yes and that was fun to yeah. do um, i want to have to Edit in the hot gate from Ken Jong over this. <laughs> Whatever. I write that down. It was enjoyable um, doing that for her every day. Yeah. So. Good yeah. stuff. My wedding's in exactly two weeks tomorrow. Really? I think so. Look at the calendar real quick. And one week and two weeks. Yes. So I have to ca- count down for being drunk, huh? Oh, dude, I'm going to get plastered. Yeah. So hopefully it's a good time. Uh, Hopefully. It will be a good time. Yeah. But you're paying for all the booze. I know. That's why I'm saying I'm getting drunk. Yeah. If I'm paying for it, I'm going to have to partake. Yeah, your wife did that one to you. <laughs> hey, it's all good. Yep. But uh, then you got another son getting married next year. Mm-hmm. Same thing. 
Yep. Bunch of booze. Yep. Too much booze. Mm-hmm. You you had to agree to pay for my booze. Now you gotta pay for his booze. Hey. That's so much money in just one year. But then again, think- apparently you're just dropping cash on a new on a truck. So whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Whatever. Yeah, one percent life to where you're like, I'm just gonna drop cash on my truck. Uh, shut up. No, just one percent of your lifestyle, man. I whatever. you know what? I applaud you for it. I'm not even a hater. I wish I could be there, so uh, I want to thank everyone. Yeah, I wish I was a one percenter. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Recreational Critics Podcast. If you don't, if you want to, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Rec Critics Pod, or email us at recreationalcritics at gmail dot com. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Take care.